Hi, this is Brittany from Willowbilly Farms. You're listening to The Dirt Show. show i'm higher peaks and this is lady sativa all right and this week's special guest is willow billy farms really excited about this one we went out there about a month and a half ago maybe and uh, took a tour of the farm sat down with them had a good interview and was able to talk to them about some of their practices and kind of get to know them mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun they're a couple that are from texas and they were on the oil rigs doing oil for would they say 10 20 years now uh, for quite a while. Um, I do know that that's how they met. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. And we had a, a lot of laughs with them. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We spent the day out there with them. Yeah. So before we get into that, I just want to go over a couple quick things about the internet or about our website, actually. Um, I've been working on it. You've been working on it. Um, we've made it a lot faster now. So you'll notice when you get on there, um, it's noticeably faster. That thing was slow there. So mm-hmm. apologize for that. Anybody that's been trying to get on there, um, you can check it out now. It's, it's, like I said, just way better. And at the top, you'll notice I added the audio burst. It is a cool little service that we've got on there now. Uh, you can, it basically, I've got like top five categories. I've got like the top editor picks. I've got offbeat stuff, which is really cool. It's just weird, crazy stuff. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, and it's got I got news on there, sports, and some tech stuff. But uh, they're all little snippets, and so you get anywhere between like a minute to two or three minutes of this stuff. But it's only the highlight of it. And it's really cool stuff. So give it a check out if you want to and see what you think. Um, just another option on some of the media that's on there on our website. And I like, I enjoy listening to it. So now at some point I'm going to have its own separate page where we'll be able to uh, have each individual category and its own player. So you'll be able to pick out some individual and, and listen to that as well. So good little options there. And then I just wanted to mention that, you know, we had at one point had, uh, unfortunately lost Oregon mm-hmm. When we had taken a short break, we I had let the uh, website lapse, and someone snagged it. I guess they were watching or something. Smart guy, asshole that decided that he was going to take <laughs> it and then try to resell it to us for a thousand bucks because the fact that we had peeked at it a couple days before that to see if it was available. Yeah, funny enough, when I went back to get it, it was still out there, but we didn't snag it right then. It was a couple days later, and damn it, if he someone I don't know he she whatever. Uh, picked it up, but wanted to sell it back to us and held on to it for. And they contacted a while. you to do it. Yeah, they did contacts anyway. You know, whatever. It's the game of the internet. I get it, but it was well, frustrating. What? So, we you know we just you know hey move on. We don't stop. Well, we prevailed. We yeah. ended up getting it back. So, so that's that's the now you can go to either one and you'll still end up at our website. Right. So that was the the long story short was uh, we got OregonRooted.com back. 
so you can use that. Of course, our main page is, is on OregonRooted541.com. Yes. But Both we, of them lead to the same thing. That's so. right. So you can make it simple or just do what you know, and um, all, all your browsers should be updated. Um, I cleared my cache, so everything's good there, and it's testing out great. So just want to let that know. And uh, Our YouTube is caught up. Yeah, and you caught our YouTube up, mm-hmm. so that's good. Uh, yep. Uh, you, you, everybody that was on like the subscribe list got blasted like seventeen times over the last day and a half. Yep, but it was from twenty. I think twenty-seven was the last one that was on there, and I caught it all the way up to thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Yep. Put on twelve new episodes. <laughs> right, and so this will be forty, yep. which I'm excited about. That's cool Big that Will Billy gets to be forty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so you'll have another one to put up right here shortly. <laughs> hey, I'm getting the hang of it, so it's fairly quick. You're doing pretty good, too. I like how you're improving. And actually, you know, we're going to even continue to improve on that. Yes, so. we're actually going to spend some money on a some software. And also, too, you know, software. we're going to start doing live videos eventually. I mean, mm-hmm. can't always yes. be hiding behind this mic. Why? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. It works out this way. I don't have makeup on. That might even be better for us. I don't need a screen in front of me to show me how haggard I look right now (laughs) at the end of a weekend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So um, with Willow Billy, you know, we got to tour, uh, again, tour their farm, big farm. They got two locations. They got uh, one location where they do the THC, of course, and another location that they do the uh, CBD. And we saw both, mm-hmm. and they're they're kind of a living soil. That's their goal. They're they're getting there. I'm sure they're probably there now by now. But yes, I'm sure been, by now. But it, they had only two second or third year. Yeah, third I think is third what they're working year, I on. Think, yeah, is where they're at. So yeah, of course their living soil is they, just getting around now. Yeah, and they did start out with synthetics, which was interesting because. Uh, they they did switch over, of course, like I just said, to organics and living soil. And they noticed a big difference. Do you remember them talking about the 13 plants that they did? 13 of the same plants side by side and ran a test with the synthetic terpenes. Synthetic nutrients and then the terpene count. They tested the plants yeah. and then did the uh, organic where they had the cows come poo, come through and eat the grass and poo and till it up and amend yeah, and all that. Yeah. And did, okay, so organically. And remember the terpenes doubled? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I wanted to mention that and just... So the poo made it more lustrous. Yeah, it did. Bring in the poo. Well, not necessarily poo. We're talking basically bacteria. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the poo. Uh, but the the whole um, food web and the whole microbiology going on there. Mm-hmm. He said that when they were done, they had that, like a whole mat of mycorrhizae just chilling there like a white blanket. Yes. <laughs> so doing well then. And, you know, I, I would imagine it does something have to do with the terpene count because how long have we had people talk about, you know, how organics taste better? Yeah, exactly. Fortunately for Oregon, that's really, really big on the organic thing. So you don't find too much synthetic unless it's indoor. Exactly. But, you know, outdoor, uh, light depth, greenhouses all seem to be organic anyway. But it, the cool part is that, you know, it did, again, it's not an official science study or anything like that, but. Drive it. Who's the best at making it the cleanest around Oregon? Yeah, and the terpiest. That's kind of that's kind of what we go through. I I know that some people are like, oh yeah, let's make these crystal buds down in um, California and other places, and they're always like, well, 
I make sure that I use this synthetics or this, this, and that. Well, you know what? Here in Oregon, we strive to who can do the most organic <laughs> no-till. We've got, we've got everything you can think of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And all of it tries to be as natural and organic as possible. <laughs> well, talking about that, so when we're talking about how the terpene count came out so high and everything, um, they were talking about how they used Mammoth P. Mm-hmm. So that was a good to, you know, chance to shout out to Mammoth P and also Great White because um, we've been using those for since years. years and liking them and using them nonstop. So we're doing really good with them. So it's good mm-hmm. to hear that they're using Mammoth P. Shout out Mammoth P. Woohoo. Right. Hi, Colin. Uh, but I guess that at Biomass One, which is a soil company around here, yes. they have biochar that is inoculated with Mammoth. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I was like, that's awesome. That is cool. So, and they're using that out there, I guess. That's pretty cool. And uh, so for us, we use the mammoth and the and the great white and the orca as well, just depending on the situation. But I, they just work awesome. So hopefully our terpenes come out good like that. I want some six plus. Well, you did get that um, that fertilizer that was from the ocean. From, oh, uh, anything from coastal. the ocean. Yeah, that was a good one. So, And it does not stink, by the way. No, no, it's good compost. It's been doing well. I'm out of it, actually. You going to buy me another bag? Buy another bag of shit? Yeah. Sure. No, rotten fish <laughs> corpse. Rotten fish corpse. There's a difference. Okay, women, note that. <laughs> he wants a bag of shit corpse and no, fish, fish. fish corpse and shit. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, we had the flight packs out there. See, I'm trying to get on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had the flight packs with them. That's their uh, 10 count half grams. So, yes. 10 count half grams. And that was the blueberry cookies and the tangerine dream. They have three different ones. I know that much. Anyway, we liked them. I liked them a lot. That blueberry yes. cookies was awesome. It was terpy for sure. Like they said. Hell yeah. And that was the award winner at six something, six and change. Uh, but we enjoyed those scents. And you want to check those out. You know, those flavors are out now and those flight packs are out. You can go to Fireside. Yep. You can go to Ground Up Farms. Ground Up Farms and Farm to Table. And Farm to Table. So shout out to Is those that, guys. Uh, farm to Table in Ashland or Farm to Table in Medford? I believe that was Medford. Okay. Yeah. So check those out if you want to get those guys and try them out. I highly recommend it. Great for golf games or freaking river days. Mm-hmm. Which we do a lot of around here, except for unfortunately we now have smoke. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So for the people that do live in this area, we have that fire in Canyonville, as you know, and it's up to 2,000 plus acres or something. Oh, I don't know. no, honey. It was up to 6,000. Last time that it was, last time I watched the news or had heard about it. And, and you know me, I don't like to watch the news often. So I, I have a hard time just smoking a damn joint. So I mean, not, you know, in the smoke. Yeah, because your throat. Yeah, you're already yeah. hurting and mm-hmm. you're choked up. I just, headaches, way too many headaches, anyways. Two now. Tylenol, two ibuprofen, it worked. Cocktail it up. Mm hmm have to in order to make it through every day actually when the smoke's here well we almost made it to august so. almost we were nearly there it was a great beginning part of the summer especially since last year was smoky from july 4th on i often wonder how bad it is on plants because uh you know just you go out there the next morning and just like your car it's covered with all the <laughs> they look all sad. the ashes <laughs> yeah they do and i don't always want to spray them off you know it's, i feel like i'm just dousing them all the time and just yeah. gonna cause issues but 
So ugly. All right, with that said, let's get into the interview. We had a really good time out there, and we do plan on checking in with him at the, the end of the season to see how everything went. Again, uh, check him out on their IG and website, Willowbilly Farms, and uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So we're sitting here at your farm, and I think everybody would like to know where Willowbilly came from. The name. Let's start with that. In 2015, my buddies were up here growing uh, on the medical side. They were out in Brookings, and um, they are originally, I'll give them a shout out, Billy Bird and Andrew Bird. They're originally from Willow, Alaska, and nice. um, they're, they're saying used to always be, um, instead of hillbillies, the growers up in Alaska were called willow billies from Willow, Alaska. Like, you'd only see them every once in a while. they come down in the you know, Carhartts and their bunny boots and they're coming down and getting their pro mix. And, um, <laughs> you know, and these guys, you know, they grew up up there. So, uh, that was kind of, they named their original farm that. And, um, so when I first came out here to visit them, uh, you know, we kind of joined together and they kind of, it didn't work out for them. So I kind of assumed the whole willow billy, um, you know, mentality. And I just took it on full force and, just ran with it and uh i figured just out of respect for them i'd keep it the same name and uh really you know i feel like i can kind kind of uh you know relate with uh some of the ideologies that you know of those old growers and like just hard work and they just didn't really care they just were you know doing their thing so you know willow uh is a real place and uh it is in alaska so alaska yeah. <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. nice yeah, so that's kind of the backstory on that. So. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't uh, come up with that such creative, unusual, beautiful name. If we would yeah. have had in charge a name, it would be like Cannabis Farm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like my pigeon out there who's named Pidgey. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> well, I like the name. It's nice. Um, and it's got that farmy feel. Right. So we've seen some product on the shelf, and when we first uh, caught on to you guys as far as being uh, farmers out in Southern Oregon here, uh, we had noticed that you had posted, actually, uh, Brittany, you'd posted um, a story, your story about the, the, the business, or the farm, I should say. Do you want to share that and let us hear the amazing backstory? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride, so this might get a little long-witted, but feel free to stop me. Um, <laughs> You know, Mike, Mike, as he said, came up here in 2016 and fell in love with Southern Oregon and, um, you know, knew he had to sell everything and, and try and make this work. And um, we got together in 2017 and um, both of us, we actually met on a drilling rig. Both of us come from different backgrounds. I uh, studied engineering in college and uh, was working in oil and gas. And um, we met there and started seeing each other. And I flew up here and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm into this. Um, so ever since then, it was kind of like no questions asked. We just started going, teaming up, going full force, um, everything with the farm. And it's been a wild ride. You know, we've gone through layoffs and promotions and unemployment sections and, um, you know, trying to make the farm work and then having to move to Denver and then move back. I was recently um, able to move back. I was laid off from my job in February of this year and uh, decided to make a go of it. And then I think we... Got a wild and crazy idea last fall to um, grow hemp this year, high CBD cannabis. Um, so we, you know, we have the rec farm that we've had since 2016, and 
we found this property that, that we're sitting at right now and it we fell in love with it and we knew we had to do it. And it's um, crazy, we were talking earlier in the day how it's kind of felt like all of the pieces fell together. Right. Um, like as soon as as soon as things were going south and we're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen, something would happen. And, you know, this is where we feel like we belong and where we want to be. So it's been it's been a wild ride. Did I miss anything? Probably miss a lot of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's all, you know, it's yeah, no, it's been a wild ride. I mean. I, I th- when I first started coming up here it was the end of 2015 and when we finally found this rec property for the recreational girl it was the middle of 2016 is when we closed on that deal but you know um, we've gone through you know the county trying to shut us down and having to sue the county after like literally building our farm and you know putting what we put into that and you know it, it, it's been it's been really crazy so <laughs> didn't you say you guys uh closed on this house right before you got laid off yeah, yeah. so it was crazy i uh you know the we were getting the loan under my name because i was an employed position um, in oil and gas for the last 11 years and um <clears throat> we it was a long closing process for various reasons we had to jump through a lot of hoops it was a overall like a three or four month process and uh we closed and three days later i was laid off um and so we were so thankful to get the property. And then what was even crazier is they, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a severance package, which paid for our irrigation, you know? So it's that like awesome. everything yeah. happens for a reason. And, yep. um, you know, Mike's point about the county, uh, you might know uh, Josephine County, you can no longer grow recreational marijuana on um, rural residential five, which is what we are over there. Commercially, 13 yeah. plants or more. Is not allowed anymore. So, oh, wow. so we're grandfathered yeah. in with non-conforming use, but okay. it was they tried to do an outright ban for already existing businesses. And you have you're talking about a lot of small farmers who are trying to make this work, to make their dream happen, and they've already invested pretty much their mm-hmm. whole life savings. I mean, we teamed up with I think 35 different farms who were all just like us, small farmers, craft cannabis, trying to make something, trying to make a better life, and to pour your heart and soul into something and then have the county be like, no, it, even though it's already built here, we're taking it away. So we, oh, yeah. we all band up together. Mike um, is the vice president of Farms Inc. Now we're still still fighting for property rights, but we were able to get our non-conforming use. So that went into effect this year. So yeah. thankful for that, but also kind of unfortunate that that exists. Yeah. Know, and then we had to go through all yeah. that. Yeah. So you guys being from uh, oil background, it, it just, uh, this is probably one of the most unique stories I've heard. You were saying earlier how, you know, you're out there and you don't want to get a hand tattoo, but here you are in Oregon, uh, growing some, some cannabis. (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, I mean, you were saying earlier. You didn't say she wanted a hand tattoo. You just said he can't get a hand tattoo. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Good point. Good point. Well, you were saying, Brittany, that, uh. You, I know that you said you guys both have family that uses cannabis. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or was it just you? Okay. So. Mine is also, yeah. Okay. My okay. sister actually uses RSO, and that's why I was talking about her right. other friend. Yes. So, uh, because she has breast cancer. So, yeah. Um, she's been utilizing that. And fortunately that we have people here in Southern Oregon, all over Oregon, that are willing to help and, uh, you know, risk some Facilitate. of their livelihoods uh, to make sure that the oil gets there <laughs> right however right. they're doing it I'm, I'm not you know we don't have to get into that but you know make sure that it gets there um safely which yeah. my sister's in north dakota so yeah. like 
who actually just uh, legalized also. So, yeah. um, so they're able to get medical, but the weight on it is like she can't get RSO there because the medical weight is like six, seven months, and like which this is the sad yeah, side of it. Yeah, you don't have time for that. Like you don't have time. The cure is now. Yes, and um, I think a lot of the. I think it's the uh, a lot of it's been explained to me. Well, don't worry, Mike. We'll ship it there because it's all about like you put the right vibe out there, and you know it's going to make it. You know, mm-hmm. it'll get through, and and it has every time. You know, so yeah, no, it's been uh, yeah, it's been cool. So. And I think the the interesting thing is both coming from an oil and gas background it is quite different <laughs> to yeah. you know say we're um you know engineers or, or directional drilling consultants and then now we're you know cannabis farmers it is it is a different thing and um when i first was moving up here with mike my family didn't didn't take it super well <laughs> you know my mom my mom although they all partake yeah yeah <laughs> well my mom it's herself crazy. she she was like she sat me down and she was like i just I just can't. You've always been so into health and fitness. Like, why would you move up to Oregon and sell drugs? And like, <laughs> like, so concerned. Love you, mom. <laughs> but she, I mean, that that was the 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 thought process and why I love hemp and why I'm really excited that we're getting into hemp. And I know Mike doesn't cannabis. like cannabis. It's cannabis. Mike doesn't like to it's call not it. Hemp. Yeah. <laughs> Thank why you, we're, Why we're getting into high CBD cannabis? Um, I think it's really going to be the gateway into normal. You know, normalizing it because. Um, we, we do have a CBD product line and it has been so well received and it is helping so many of our friends and family in Texas mm-hmm. sleep, inflammation, pain, like, um, arthritis, like so much, so much benefit mm-hmm. from that. And, and once people understand that that's the exact same plant, it just has higher of that's one what thing I than love. the other. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay. So when I start breaking it down to them, like, let's talk about, let's talk about like the plant and what it really consists of you know like and then i say hemp is fiber like we're not even talking about we're not talking about the stock we're talking about the plant and like you can walk through fields and fields of high thc or high cbd and you'll never be able to tell the difference yeah. so like uh once i start breaking that down to them they're like what are you well, serious a lot of people like, even even some people that we've talked to in oregon don't understand what we're classifying as hemp now because it is we you know um Selective breeding of, of cannabis plants that creates mm-hmm. these high CBD cultivars. Dude, which, like which, I like think about the the forethought in of these guys that were genetics wise like ahead yeah. of the ball game. Like these dudes were onto it. You know, yeah. they knew like hey, like this is the road, this is the pathway, and we're gonna we're this is how we're going to get it through the government. We're gonna call it hemp. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking, yeah. That's the real. You gotta. I mean, you gotta give those dudes some serious credit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know because that that was the forefront to because once once they were producing those massive fields in Southern Oregon for the last three or four years, like people serving like. What? Hey, what? Are you serious? Well, because like, a lot of people still think that hemp is that fibrous bamboo stuff that they're growing yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in the Midwest or yeah. in sure. China. So that's the other thing. There's going to be a big import of um, Chinese hemp, uh, which is mm. more like that fiber. And it doesn't create the same CBD product. It doesn't. It's not the no. same thing. Yeah. It's not a cannabis it's plant. It's more. Exactly. So that's yeah. why you got to know your farmer. In that, in that path. Um, but if you just go buy it off the shelf, you're better yeah. off getting your shit from China because it, it's and, and that's straight up. Like if you're if you're getting it off the shelf from any store, uh, know your farmer, know your producer, know you like hey you have to you have to because yeah. like, there's um, we 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 see it even locally. Unfortunately, there's there's some producers out there that are um, you know putting out stuff that you know it doesn't say what's in it exactly for yeah. a reason. So like yeah. full disclosure. 
Well, I think it, you know? I think it ties into what we were talking about earlier: being passionate for doing something versus being passionate to make money. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> big difference. Yeah, have your heart in the right place. Yeah. So, where did that passion come from with you guys? Like I, I was trying to get out earlier, is that you know being from oil and and whatnot, and you know obviously highly educated in in things that would probably not lead you into the cannabis industry, um, and then having to make a big move, complete lifestyle change, all in. You know, uh, it seems like you'd have to really have built that passion uh, to really get it to a level of being able to jump in like that. Yeah, I think for Does that me, stem from your family using it? Or does it just stem from the understanding? I think it more... No, not... not uh, To be honest with you, for me, my understanding of it was, you know, my use as a young adult was pretty prevalent um, pretty prevalent mainly out of the california market the medical market where it was uh my babysitter was bringing it back and uh (laughs) no and that that was the thing you know my babysitter was bringing it back and he always watched my younger brothers while i was out hanging out so i'd come back and i'd hang out with him and he always had it so like pretty cool whatever right so um and then as i started getting older and some family things went on and somebody that was using it uh, um, medically, which she really was. She was using it for herself. I didn't like her, though, because uh, I just she was somebody that was interjected in my family through time and we just didn't get along. So therefore, then I hated cannabis. Right. Like I was like, that, you know, you're a druggie you're all this shit. Well, so it took me a long time to come back to that. And um, my passion really evolved in my experience in Southern Oregon, like when I first came here and um, I was, you know, traveling through these parts to go see my buddies out on the coast, you know, I'd land in Medford and I'd drive 199 to get there and I'd be like, dude, wow, like this place is just amazing. And then once I committed to moving here and I was like, man, fully in it, my passion for growing didn't really evolve until I started growing really, but I just started building, you know, so I just started building the farm and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't really have an answer for why or what that's just where I was going. And then, uh, you know, as I put in the first crop, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I touch base with, like on trying to read about life in general, other than oil and gas. And, um, I started reading about like, um, you know, the golden ratio and like a lot of that stuff and um like it, the rate of expansion for like you know when you read about how bees create a honeycomb and the way that that honeycomb expands and the way your you know everything like your the rate of your arm grows i mean to your body and the ratio the broccoli grows <laughs> the way everything like flowers they all do that on that same expansion rate and i was reading about that and i was like yeah cool whatever right like i'm not i'm not really super hippie i guess you know like i don't really get it and then i was walking through the crop like that first year and i was walking down the row of platinum purple and uh I saw it like the first time I saw that golden ratio of the bud climbing up the stem, like a staircase, Mm. you know, like that staircase and that same ratio, like it just blew my mind. And then, you know, I just dove completely head over heels in love with it. And I just started reading as much as I could and trying to understand. And then really that's when after the first year, that's when my passion for like organics started really evolving. And, you know, then I started soil science and then we my wife and I ended up signing up for like Elaine Ingham's like educated, you can take her class where you get accredited class for it. And um, then when I started learning about fungi and bacteria, and then you really have to start accepting things about like your reality of what you live in. And it's like, 
that's yeah. pretty powerful, man. It's like yeah. uh, um, understanding that, like in the world that we live in, um, is pretty overwhelming and so amazing at the same time. Like I, I love it. Like well, and it's just like growing. Growing without utilizing living soil, I think, is an illusion of control because you think that you're so smart and you can give this plant what it needs. But it it almost gives me like chills just thinking about it right now, like how intelligent everything around us is and how much it's growing. This plant, like for me, you know, I, I came in later, 2017, and I got to the farm and I didn't know anything about cannabis. Um, you know, my family, my family uses it and... Uh, but I, I never really did because I always got drug tested with, for oil and gas and, and my career and everything like that. And I always thought I was going to be a lifer. I was going to be, you know, this big CEO of some oil company. And then I came out to the farm and it really shifted like my whole life. Like I was like, what am I doing? Like it made me feel like what I was doing was so insignificant in oil and gas. I was like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like she good. She went to Texas A&M. She graduated with honors. Uh, she has this whole working for Chevron, one of the hugest fucking oil and gas. Excuse my language. Oil and gas companies, you know. And like as this like evolving young adult has this like career platform, and then to realize it's so ins- insignificant to like the world we are surrounded by and live in, and every day like that's a huge, yeah. huge thing to like. It's like oh my god, squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's well, yeah, I mean it's crazy. And, and the the plant itself, I was telling you guys earlier, I wanted to be a marine biologist my whole life. And when I was 18 and I was picking colleges, um, my family sat me down and they were like, "Don't try and make a career out of something you love. Right. Make a career out of something that you can afford a lifestyle that you can afford to do the things that you love." And you people may not like that advice, but it was really what I needed to hear at the time because I. So I switched from marine biology to petroleum engineering and went that pathway. And I'm so thankful that I did because it did allow us to build this farm. You know, we've been able to do this investor free, which is incredible. And we're so, you know, grateful for that. Um, but it's kind of cool how it's come full circle in my life, how I'm now like, instead of marine biology, it's microbiology, <laughs> you know, soil yeah. biology. And yeah. That's awesome. um, flew out to the farm and like just diving in with Elaine Ingham's school and like learning about the just microcosm, the freaking um, fungus highway that we have under our feet at all times where everything's communicating. To learn mycorrhizal fungi can sequester <laughs> nutrients from a different plant. Like you've... Are you kidding me? That's like asking my wife, babe, will you go get me some shit from the fridge? <laughs> Without having you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm hungry. Yeah, you shoot it through the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so yeah. it was, it was, uh, and then what other plant? Like I've just never been around another plant that is like cannabis. It grows beautifully. I mean, name another plant that has like thousands of different varieties and cultivars and different idiosyncrasies and they all smell different. They look different. And it's just, I love the way they smell. And every one of them has the capability of expressing itself in a different facet under certain conditions. So like if you, and you know that as a a grower, you can, you can express that upon them and they can give that back to you. How, what kind of plant can respond by you giving it these environments that it wants or these stresses that it wants even, you know, maybe wants or not wants, you know? So it's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which adds to the weirdness of prohibition on it because we, you know, this goes back. I think the last time I saw was six to 10,000 years for like actual provable usage, but like millions as mm-hmm. far as like actual growing naturally. Yeah. And then they just isolated it to the, to the plateau in Tibet yep. mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's, they isolated it to that actual area. Um, 
yeah, it just it, it blows me away that it can be in I mean ingrained in our culture for thousands of years, mm-hmm. potentially millennia, and we've made it illegal. Obviously, yes. we're coming out of that, but just odd, odd yeah. to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially for people as medicine, you know, when you guys look at people, we see it all the time. Sarah sees, uh, you know, customers that come in that have cancer. We've, we, everybody's probably been through cancer, you know, that you know of somebody that's been through cancer. So it's just, it's just terrible that it's, that it has have been through what it's been through. So when you guys, um, moved out here, uh, you guys have been kind of going back and forth and making it work. What is Will Billy you think is going to bring to the cannabis world? What do you guys, what's your gift to the, from the plant to the people? Terpene. Terpene. <laughs> Hell yeah. She was quick <laughs> on that. She knew what she was talking That's about. Hashtag yeah. terpene. Hashtag terpene. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. We, we have to start yeah. using that, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, we yeah. definitely like focus on, I mean, the flavor profiles are where we're at. We love, we, and, but really, I don't know, just, it, just being in touch with everybody, like uh, passion, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's what we bring is we in all aspects of everything. Mm-hmm. Like we just are fully committed. We're to, quitters. <laughs> to what? Said we are quitters. Yeah, fully committed to, to helping be part of the change, you know, like we love, love Terpso. I promise you that. Yeah. Like everything yeah. about it. Like we want to start growing lavender in between our rows, like, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or like, sure. You know, because it's all, everything, all these plants are so amazing. Like everything, you know, it has the capabilities. And and we don't know, besides cannabis, what other plants can be beneficial with them. Mm -hmm. We know there's a lot of medical Mm -hmm. uh, benefits to different plants and stuff. But imagine when this is completely wide open and we can start experiencing some of those, you know, microcosms of different uh, uh, plants together. It's going to be yeah, Sorry. and keep we've, swearing. we've heard uh, you're good. Oh, you're good. different <laughs> different studies about terpenes being re- re- what really gives you the effect. So it's less so indica sativa hybrid. It's more um, myrosine linalool, like what terpenes are in it. Add gives to the you, entourage effect yeah. of like the, the benefits of, yeah. of cannab- any cannabinoid, right? But as far as willowbilly itself, I mean, Mike and I have talked about this a lot. We, we want to stand for, um, you know, building building something better than ourselves you know leaving a positive impact on on the world so you know we will be the first to admit we don't know everything we're not perfect but we're always willing to help and we're always willing to take advice take feedback um if anyone ever wants to come visit or come hang out like you're more than welcome so i guess being um an honest open as much as possible face of can new face of cannabis yeah. if, if and really a, another big thing is especially to southern oregon in josephine county in particular like you know um it's one of the poorest counties in in oregon i believe or tax it taxed uh, uh poorest counties i guess you could say it is as pretty, far as it's pretty poor <laughs> reported reported poor uh but you know what i mean so like i I think a lot of that is helping the community a lot. We want to be part of that whole change also is just yesterday I read I read something about Illinois Valley teen graduates uh, under expectations that weren't optimal. Like, why should those kids have that setback or that, you know, hey, you're most likely not going to graduate high school. So, like, you know, good luck. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. And, you know, at some point. You know, she's wanting to help on the education side and maybe teaching uh, locally and stuff. And we wanted to know. start. We eventually want to start like a scholarship 
type yeah. type situation. Just help out, help out where we can in the community. He wants mm. to volunteer fire, fire firemen, volunteer yeah. firefight, and you know, looking at looking at just get it, you know, because to to change the stigma, you have to just have conversations with people. Mm. You have to usually, be part of the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can be part of the norm, you can uh, people will be like, oh. You're also a cannabis producer. Okay, cool. Like, I can dig you yet. Like, you're okay. Like, I like you. Yeah, yeah, I like you. So, but that's really it. And it's unfortunate that it has to be like that. But, like, uh, that's what it takes. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. When, when I first moved out here, I, I was, I don't know if I was embarrassed because I did come from the oil and gas background. I didn't want all my oil and gas buddies to judge me and be like, what is this crazy girl doing? You know, quit her job, move to Oregon, grow in pot. But, so I wouldn't tell anyone. And I wouldn't post anything about it. And then I was like, how am I going to be part of the change if I'm embarrassed to like yeah. talk about it? Mm-hmm. So now I am completely open with it. And right. I have so many people reach out to me to talk about it or like thank me for like informing That's them the about something. That's the coolest thing is it to is find out. Be like, oh, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. I knew you was getting That's fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's also, it's also hard being from Texas and you know, my whole family would love for it to be legal. Um, and I would love for them, you know, I'm proud of what we grow. I would love to, for them to be able to try it, but we, you know, we obviously don't cross that line, but it's just, it's sad that they're not able to, you know? So that's where we gotta, we gotta get to as a country. Um, I, I just, you know, from my grandma to, (laughs) to the, my youngest brothers, you know, everyone, everyone uses it for one reason or another. And, um, you know, we're the Napa Valley of cannabis, so they're getting that Mexican trash weed. And- <laughs> <laughs> See, and I hope that soon they'll decriminalize it so we can, because um, we are, I don't know if you guys heard, we're sitting on a lot of cannabis in Oregon. Um, a lot of outdoor, as they say. They yeah. say, lots of pounds of it. They, I wish we could send the stuff that we are sitting on to people. Um, right. the, you know, there are legally, states, legally, because yeah. right. you know, damn, I'm sorry, but and not label it yeah. as him, like actually send it to him, be like, we have quality medicine that is grown in a really damn good state, yeah, mm-hmm. and we would like to share. And it's like, it's it's it sucks that we can't. And he, well, here's a perspective from the black market I've talked to people in other states that, um, are still illegal and they are commenting about how Oregon weed has lost its luster and I'm like I can tell you why I think is all that surplus is going out there you know you're not we're not gonna sit on seven years worth of cannabis when the whole rest of the world wants some so I imagine not everybody, but some are going to sell a black market, whatever they have extra, and that's not going to be the best stuff. You know it's why? Because be the best stuff is going to be what's it's in her dispensary yeah. and on so and so's shelf, and it's all going to be right here where we're keeping yeah. it. All the rest of the stuff gets kicked yep. out, and and that, I, I can see that. I can be like, yeah, it is probably boofy because it's yeah. all the shit we didn't want to keep in the state. Right. Well, that's yeah. the other thing is I heard. Well, I heard this last year um, up in Portland, they were labeling a lot of the shit indoor stuff, uh, Southern Oregon outdoor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, we know, we know if anybody's opinion about Southern Oregon outdoor is less than optimal, that they weren't smoking Southern Oregon outdoor. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Not from, not from the real growers. No. Not, you know, you're, no. you're smoking bunk, the stuff yeah. that... Yeah. was probably not the best quality yeah. and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't knock it but you know what right. that is also what some people with certain certain people like it's become a big discussion that we have seen about people that use 
shit stuff to put into um, like tinctures and stuff like that. Yep. I'm sorry, but if you're using a tincture, you want to have everything in there. Yep. And it doesn't matter what quality is in there as long as it's cannabis that goes in there and as long as it does yep. what it's supposed to right. and it's that medicinal effects. It doesn't have to be grade A quality wheat because you're going to be selling that stuff on a shelf. Right. And so it's like every part of the plant can be used for yep. every aspect of the process that's sold in dispensaries. Yep. So either way... If it's being sold, then you just still have stuff that still looks good, and they just didn't use it for stuff. Right. So be on the happy side that it's yeah. not the booth that got turned right. into something right. else that you want to consider booth. Right, right. <laughs> and it's it's a little misleading when people label full spectrum. We had a conversation, a lengthy one about this, but... Well, and, yeah. and people in Oregon, I feel like growing, having this culture, this growing culture here that we do, it's people are a lot more aware um, but you know, being from Texas and even in, even in Colorado, people are buying hand over fist paying a hundred dollars a bottle for isolate and MCT oil. You, you know? know, what's crazy. You know, what's <laughs> crazy, crazy is I see, it's a very unfortunate, but I, uh, a lot of these companies that are, you see it, they're just hammering out the marketing there. They got huge fucking teams and shit is because they really are, are playing on the ploy of these people not understanding well from here in Oregon they can't do that right so they know everybody here knows so but they know it's just like the same as our county commissioner he's like well I can slander as much as I can or I can say whatever I want but nobody's gonna say any different because they don't have a lawyer to talk to or they don't have they can't really they can't really prove me wrong right well all these consumers na na nationwide are very unaware so they they they're getting this little bit of information where they're like oh full spectrum i understand full spectrum to be this right so they take that in and but these 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 people that are selling all this they're taking advantage of that big yes. time they're misrepresentation taking, they're taking because, advantage of people's ignorance yeah because they have this they have this time lapse this window of of not you know, people lacking education or they know? don't know themselves because as you you guys know there's a lot of yeah. hands on cbd so mm -hmm. you have a lot of these middlemen who have no idea about anything about the plant they probably couldn't even don't even know what it looks like you know and they're selling the cbd product and they know nothing about it and someone told them mm -hmm. yeah. yeah this is full yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they're big yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying too. Is the the fact that some people either it they know and it's like um, what do you say? It's a gray lie. Basically, it's not like a white lie. It's like a gray lie. Well, it's just it's, they know. It's a mark. Just, it's a they would like to say it's a marketing, marketing term. Yeah, and it's like okay, so you're bullshitting me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just making it sound sweeter than it yeah. is, and yeah. so it's like yeah, go ahead. Up in organic farms up in Portland, they have um, five indoor rooms, and they have. Um, 12,000 plants per room. Like, wow. Dude, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's, all the root system. Yeah. Wow. So and they have all these trays and on every tray there's like every six inches is a, is a clone. Right. And, um, yeah, they were, um, they had went through a lot of growing experience or learning experience and stuff, but it was pretty cool. Like I went up there and checked it out. I was like, Holy crap, man. Like they, Didn't we 12,000 like plants at a time. And it, but they'd just be like, they put it in there. As soon as there's roots, as soon as there's roots, they transplant it and they flip it right away. And wow. by the time it'd be done, it'd be like solid cola. I think I saw a picture of something that was like yeah. that, that was just a bunch of cannabis plants. And there was basically, there was no dirt. It was just the plants. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And the, all you could see is the roots. Yeah. And there's constantly, this is what's crazy about it. So the, on every tray, the tray water comes in one side with nutrients in it. The whole time they're running nutrients yeah, across. Yeah. It's so crazy. So it goes out and whatever plant, whatever it takes out, the plant uptakes, 
it goes back through this return, goes all the way down to where the blue lab stuff decodes how much it, whatever nutrients are missing, re-injects it back into her and keeps just circulating. It's like one long table, but there's, it's not a continuous table. It's just separate trays. Oh, okay. You know, every 12 oh, inches okay. it's trays, oh, okay. right? And there's an inlet to every tray. The trays are like four right. inches wide, eight, in, eight feet long. And there's every six inches, there's a plant. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Their bottleneck was just having enough plants. Yeah, yeah. And wow. they didn't be like we were providing clones for them. So they didn't really have um, a good cloning practice then. But now they've, you know, they have their own mother plants and they've got a good system. Oh, they so. do? Good. Yeah. That's yeah, they've cool. actually been doing pretty good mm -hmm. now. It'd be yeah. fun to go check out. That yeah. sounds really cool. Like the science of that. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Like they have... They have, they bought a old uh, quail farm. So they had all these huge buildings, man. Huge buildings. They brought in 20. Wow. Yeah, they brought in, it's like 140 acres. They brought in like, put it this way, it's enough power to provide power for like 150 homes. Oh. Like, and is what they were going to do is section it off and lease out to other farms, right? But they ended up never doing that. But you walk in, they have like, 10 buildings but five of them are finished and it's it's pretty cool, pretty wow, cool setup. That's crazy. So, yeah. yeah that is yeah. cool yeah. what led you guys into getting into hemp then um was that your original goal to do both or so did you, you come in cannabis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cannabis, uh, it was it was mainly like jokes about it it's not hemp it's we, cannabis. <laughs> we just knew that to get on a platform where we could have a greater impact and be able to provide okay. stuff for our yeah. families that we needed to go this hemp hemp route. Yeah, and and you know we had we we knew that there was just having a production license um, we needed to go further, right? Either a have a platform where we can sell our own cannabis. So it's, we went the down that road to get the dispensary. We went all the way down to the end of it. It was like, oh no no no, this is not going to work. Got back out of that deal, and that's why um, at that point we're like, okay. Another what farm. what are we, what are we gonna do? Okay, <laughs> let's just get another farm. We're gonna go into the hemp game. So nice. when it, yeah. it evolved, even from that, because we were like, we'll just lease some land. We'll just grow a couple acres, and then it was like, yeah. why lease land when you you know yeah. apply for a loan? <laughs> yeah, because we've been this whole conversation been going on for the last year and a half. Like, hey, how are we going to expand and make this rec farm um, uh, a bigger platform? You know, because it, it's really hard to get your name out if you don't have a good a good relationship, I mean, right. with dispensaries and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there's many times we'd walk into dispensaries and it's like, hey, you know, leave, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that way they'd make you feel yeah. and stuff. So we've needed, we knew that we needed to find a way to um, open up our, our broader spectrum to the to the world. So like in can high CBD, cannabis is where it's at because we can go anywhere with it. You can sell right. it anywhere. And, so, and the, the other bit of that is... is um, you know, I was still working at that, at that, I was still working in oil and gas at that time. We both wanted to be able to create this lifestyle that we could retire in quotes from the oil, oil and gas market mm -hmm. into something like farming full time. And that's right. still, that's still the goal. We didn't yeah. see where that just having the rec farm was enough at the, yeah. at the time. Right. So yeah. that's why we, we made this move too. Yeah. And so either having the dispensary where we have an outlet so we can, uh, we can afford to produce and sell and function off uh, of that that income, or go into this direction, which is you know this is this was a much safer bet for us because the the dispensary side of it, you as we all know, the two eighty e law is a killer for a lot of people. And, Not to mention, um, like we both just really enjoy. 
being out here and farming and being, you know, growing plants, it teaches you a lot about yourself, about people, about life. Like, it's just crazy. It teaches you patience. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just cool. So I'm really glad that we went this route. Yeah. Well, I think it was smart, especially financially. I see a lot of other farms doing it. And for you guys to come in as, as newcomers and stuff and be able to foresee that as, as the future is that's yeah. good. You know what's funny about it is um, three years ago when I first was driving out here, uh, kind of we were transitioning in, in and out, and um, I was listening to a podcast with Seth Crawford from Oregon CBD, and he was talking about his genetics and stuff like that and how they were doing a lot of their R&D stuff. And like for me... I was still really trying to understand cannabis as a whole in the first place. So like list, I constantly like a, that's all I was listening to is information, 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 whatever it was. And fortunately, Seth was uh, uh, um, open enough to when I, I would ask him questions online, he would respond and he wouldn't. It wasn't like, hey, you know, you don't deserve to know this kind of stuff. It was like, hey, here's where it's at. And like, here, you know, he's very open to that stuff. So it, and that's Oregon CBD, who we have he, all our genetics from on our hemp side. Well, not all of them, but most of them. them. So if, for them, like that, those little tidbits from people that were so well ingrained into this scene uh, are what led me to understanding so much. Because when I started understanding what he was doing and what he was pushing for hemp, in air quotes, to be legal was he was producing cannabis and they were genetic going after the genetics that were just high in cbd so like um learning so much about that was like the what kind of ramped me up to understanding oh my god it is all the same it is all the same like holy shit you know like, like this is super cool so like um that whole understanding of you know cbd has been evolving at the same time so it's it's really it's really cool to think back on those things and be like I know exactly where I was, exactly where I was when the light came on, you know, and I was listening to that podcast. I know, I mean, I could tell you probably the mile marker post coming down the steep cliff. Remember that? The steep cliff coming into Oregon? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening to it then and I called her and I was like, dude, I get it. I get it. Like, we got to call this dude. So, yeah. Oh, she's uh, thinking it's great. He's been yeah. in Oregon too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's something, a little side note. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been referencing. Oh, we're in and out. We're back and forth. So our current our current dynamic as of February, we we live here full time. But Mike still works in oil and gas. He's he's on a drilling rig, um, for twenty twenty one days straight, and then he's able to come home for about nine days. So um, as of February, we're we're officially part owners and part operators because he's here part-time and i'm here full-time now and then we um want to give a shout out to you know we have two other full-time workers um too so it's a we've been able to keep it as a small team and um but it just kind of gets confusing because you don't get to see this beautiful mug of mics on instagram (laughs) as much (laughs) and how long until you're done so he does exist he does exist yeah Yeah, uh hopefully i mean i mean we're close yeah i don't it's just like when people ask me at work, when do you think we're going to finish this well? Like, <laughs> right. I don't like to talk about it because like, you know, when, when we're there, you know, right. I, we'll done, know, we'll know yeah. when, when we're yeah. there, okay. we'll know. Yeah. And I, and I'm going to drop the mic and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> Mike's going to drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like everybody at work, like I know all these people for a long time and like, they know, they know like what my goal is. And, uh, I've actually, when I, I talked to my boss last time, I was like, look, 
I need to get to two weeks on, two weeks off. End of story. Like I, I got to spend more time at my farm, and uh, because it's really it's really difficult, like trying to, um, you know, help here um, as much as I can with um, you know phone conversations and really trying to direct traffic as much as possible. Um, I just have to be here, and this is mm-hmm. where I want to be, man. So. And I really find it ironic that you. Uh, we're drilling for oil, or basically, that's what you're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And now, you're growing for oil. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, we, we always say that. We always say, I, we, we make produce, oil everywhere. We make oil everywhere. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking that's almost like a catchphrase that. for right? the company. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I only charge a 20% oil. Right. <laughs> I'm cheap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, like I came that. up with I came up with that one by accident for uh, Bigfoot. Yeah, I was as it was coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, at least we're on the same. See, we're right here, man. Right yeah. here. Yeah. See, there's right. actually a, there's actually an extractor, an underground or what? Well, not underground, but medical extractor that has on the back of his Dodge. It says oil rig. Ah, so, uh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, we sure like the passion. It's actually catchy. I mean, mm-hmm. like being out with it. you guys, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, we really yeah. enjoyed ourselves today. It was you got something to plant? Let's go. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That. Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed coming out here and checking out the like all your guys' property. And um, Actually, I really enjoyed watching the dog get into the irrigation. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. She was so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're laying some serious pipe, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> And I do gotta say, oh, he's getting a little bashful. Oh, am I getting this on camera? Okay, Brad. <laughs> I do gotta say, this property out here too is incredible. It's like Thank I you. was, I was really surprised when I walked out. Just the last property too. I, I walked in yeah. and yeah. I saw the greenhouses, and then you brought me to the side where the water tanks were, and I'm like, holy shit, there's still like double this on this yeah. side. It's, it's yeah. ma- both of the properties are really good size. It's beautiful, and you guys paid a really good price for both of them. And yeah, like we, we were very man fortunate so fortunate and that's that's part of like uh, like we talked earlier you know like not really understanding what direction you're going but really seeing that in your mind and everything just falling into place like um for instance the the rec farm like i literally was in i was closing on a different farm that was in kirby and is the biggest crap and probably would have never worked it didn't have water it didn't yeah they claimed they had water rights which they really didn't have water rights and uh, no they did have water rights but it was dry they couldn't nobody could hit water there and two days away from closing on that and this property pops up and i see you guys have had luck this is literally no doubt no doubt (laughs) because that really goes with the um um you know when it's something that you know that your heart is pulling you towards, like everything just keeps putting, getting put right in front of you. Yeah. Everything. And you just have to be open-minded enough to see it. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, for me, like my realtor was with the Bird Brothers at the other property. I was like, oh, hell no. You guys need to go over here. Go over yeah. here. Look at this right now. <laughs> and they literally went over there. <coughs> and um, my buddy Billy calls me. He's like, dude, this is it. So I, I called my realtor right there. It's like, no, that's the one. That's the that's one right awesome. there. And uh, we got out of the other deal and uh, made a cash offer. We just, 
And that was the one that's right there on the beautiful yeah. Illinois yeah. River that yeah. you could go swimming in easily. Yeah. We just um, need to weed whack with yeah. that. Yeah, and that's, yeah. So you don't, well, you don't get poison oak beer. Well, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about both of these farms. I just feel so blessed to be in this valley. This is an incredible place to grow. It's an incredible place to live. And both of our farms are river fed because, you know, our uh, we're on the river, on the rec farm in this farm. All this uh, water that this beautiful water that you see comes from a tributary of the same river that yeah. feeds our rec farm. So it's yeah, just Sucker Creek is where this irrigation ditch comes off, of which originally comes from Illinois, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, and you guys said what did you say the Illinois River was high in Cal and Mag? Cal and Mag, yeah, we had it tested, man. And <laughs> Hell yeah, it came back and they were like, and this is before I really understood anything about nutrients in in the hole and i was like yeah cool yeah that's pretty cool right and then when i started understanding like how important that was i was like yeah (laughs) and and yet to have like full-blown water rights to it you know like that's it was amazing that river fed cannabis yep (laughs) hell yeah sun-grown river fed yep yeah yeah and the best cannabis comes from when you pump that calcium in it i've noticed that um, well, let's talk about the current stuff then. So what, what kind of strains you guys rolling? What, what's your, you got a hundred, you said 115 strains that you got, uh, we in, did in originally, the yeah, we started the first year with 115 clone only strains. Um, and we've whittled that down to, we actually kept five of those. Okay. Um, not that, not that any of the other ones weren't deserving of it because don't get me wrong. They were, um, there was a lot of really good stuff there. But for our particular microclimate, a lot of them were very finicky, and we, mm-hmm. we want to grow robust. Uh, very, we're more prone to pests yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, awesome. exactly. And um, something that is really vibrant, you mm-hmm. know. So that's what kind of the four we stuck with. And she's the strength. <laughs> she Are you the pheno I'm, I'm the... She I, remembers every one of them. <laughs> so we have um, the ones that we're growing again that we grow, grew last year. Um, blueberry cookies, mm-hmm. tangerine dream. Purple Skellington, um, and those are our like fruity, amazing smelling turbastic mm, yes, ones. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. We and, didn't try the Purple Skellington yet, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we did try the other two. And that one's beautiful too because it's purple bud and green flowers, and it just it grows beautifully. Um, and then Cape Skunk, which is the cheesy, the cheesy yeah. one that we have um, popped, and it's our original strain. So we have that one. We have um, Jaeger. <laughs> Gotta have Jaeger. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Oregon. Shout out to Matt Miller. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Elmer's Glue and Ice Cream Cake. So we're growing all those again, and then we're adding in um, Golden Strawberries, Animal Mints, um, Smiley Face, Tangible, uh, Wedding Crasher, and um, I think I think that might be it. Strawberry guava. Strawberry, Strawberry guava. guava. That's right. Yeah. Coming into that. <laughs> yeah. And then we we pop seeds on this one like punch breath, but we only have one of it, so we might not. We might just check it out. See but we're how not it really goes. Might need a bunch. Punch yeah. breath. Just so you know, is a good strain that I've tried. Yeah. I, I, I nice. have tried punch breath. <laughs> so if you guys do stick with that one, just to let you know, it, it actually, is tasty. Yeah, that one actually was pheno hunted by a friend of ours. Um, yeah. So that that strain was wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Purple we transferred punch. that. We transferred breast. That's yeah. right. Okay. We transferred that through metric and got that one from him. So nice. Uh, yeah. Now, well, just so our listeners know, uh, listeners in Oregon at least, uh, we tried your blueberry cookies. Blueberry cookies and tangerine yeah. dream. Tangerine dream today, and they were both 
really yes. damn good. Yes. They were very good. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag turd team. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag turd team for yep. sure. Yep. And I do got to say, Trim Trim Camp did a great mm-hmm. job on doing your pre-rolls, mm-hmm. rolling them up. like the, Trim Camp. So they, shout out to those guys for yeah, doing good they, too. Yeah, they yeah. smoked well. You know, we, we just saw Gobby on his on his post too. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They smoke they do well. well. They do yeah. not run. They, nice. they have great airflow. And I love that you guys have the logo on the... Yeah, that's on a cone, yeah. On a cone. I really do. It's yeah, I think that that's the the cool way to go. I I yeah. I do. I yeah, I like that it says raw when it when it says raw so you know whatever it is, but it's at the same time it's really cool to have that and be like, yeah. "Hey, look, this is from this farm." So when you're passing it to the next person, be like, "That's the farm I got it from." See? Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, the uniqueness of the details, right? I think uh Yes. Yeah. Well, and I I I really like your packaging because it's it's um it's like it looks like it's quality and it's uh a a really appealing packaging but it's not overboard like you feel it should like come wrapped up with a nice little bow and (laughs) little little gift card right you know and and gold lined on the sides yeah yeah. some packaging goes overboard these days so you keep that classy level of packaging without making it like it's very like vintage feeling yeah yeah Yeah. I do want a little sidebar with uh, our, our branding. So we, we have re- rebranded. Um, it's crazy how it happened. We went into Best Bud Bags for shirts one time and literally came out with a whole brand package. We were like, <laughs> plus, um, because, you know, we, we made our original, you know, Mike made our original um, logo. And it just, it's good and it's cool and it's like super organy, but it, it just... We wanted something that would help us share our story a little bit better and who who we feel like we are and who we want to be. So Best Bud Bags, I mean, for the better part of a year now, have spent time creating this whole vintage feel. And so we're finally about to launch our pre-roll packs. They're 10 half gram. They're available in Oregon dispensaries. (laughs) I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely look for those coming out. Uh, The half gram, you said 10? Mm -hmm. You said that was multiple flavors in those, or they're just going to be the three flavors? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, though. And this year, this year we have the tangerine dream, blueberry cookie. So uh, our shell flower, we've also matched that along with pre rolls, all full nug pre rolls, and uh, the ice cream cake. Ice cream so cake. those are the three we're running with our pre rolls this year. Yes. And then, um, yeah. And you know what? I, you know what those are going to be perfect for those uh, uh, packs, of the half grams. Is I'm going to take those golfing men. Yeah. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take the pack, throw it right in the cup holder. Just half gram. The whole. Let's let's see. One half gram per hole. That's two packs. Hey, I want to golf with you that day. Yeah. We do have a lot of. So I'll be like twenty golf. over, yeah. and we'll be like four under. And... <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good. I'll we'll, uh, we'll be about eighteen over. Eighteen. Yeah, but I'll be good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bogey golfer, just so we're. Oh, I'm definitely bogey, bogey golfer. Yeah. Full disclosure. Bogey golfer. I like the path. I'm actually what they call a mulligan like golfer. The path yeah. that you drive on. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that path. Yeah. Or water. I like water too. Yeah. It, my ball magnetizes towards those two directions. If she can get a good burner going, it just skips across the pond. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or if there's one branch hanging in my path, I will hit that branch. Awesome. Nice. I am That's... guaranteed. <laughs>
if a branch is hanging in your path, you most likely will hit that one branch yeah. because that's right the way you're going too. So. Yeah, I'm thinking two packs then. That's 20. That keeps my nerves down. Yeah, yeah one one per hole there is that's a life-threatening yeah. game when you play with my wife. You got you got me beat if I if I smoke even two of those. I'll be like, I'm done. No, but it's it's really cool Somebody because bring me some Doritos. Well, yeah. No, it's really cool though because golf does set you know and and you know even drinking i hate six i'm not promoting it but you know it's one of those sports you can indulge in a um in smoking or drink and and still drive legally and you know uh and it's nice i i find golf and cannabis hand in hand yeah um i also like um uh let's see cannabis and golf oh and exercising a so lot of people me about that. You know, I, I've noticed that like I can really kick ass on cardio when I smoke beforehand. It's crazy. It and actually opens your lungs a lot. Yeah, it's um, really. that's what they have been researching when it comes to sports, uh, like the uh, you know sports people, like the football yeah. players that are using it, the swimmers, all that stuff. Like you know the whole Michael Phelps thing. Right. Um, it actually expands your lungs. So it's a performance enhancing drug. And Michael Phelps says that's <laughs> take off his golds. Well, that's it. right. No, but, but there, there was in a good way. There, yeah, there was yeah, someone yeah. arguing that. Yes. Was, really? And yes. I don't think it was in a good way. Like they're saying, well, you can't smoke because it is an enhancing whatever <laughs> drug. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, yeah. I mean, to what to what degree? So they're um, saying like the your. I know what you're talking. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like the things in there's the capillary. What is the capillaries? The, yeah, yeah basically the, are um, able to dilate probably more. Maybe yeah. Well, it also puts you in a different mindset. Like I don't know about like a sport per se, but like when I go to do cardio, I don't get on that machine and I'm like, gosh, I'm just so I'm glad so happy I'm that, I'm, that I'm going to do this elliptical for 35 minutes. Yeah. But when I smoke dream. beforehand, I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am a pyramid of hell. <laughs> You know when I'm watching I'll it, tell you this. pretty yeah. soon it's been 35 minutes and we're done. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I gotta say afterwards, it's nice that once you expanded your lungs from working out, you go, you smoke a joint, you're like, holy shit, I got so much higher now. Like you're I just bet. like, yeah, yeah. I am so relaxed. Let's go home. Let's you know take a shower, have a good rest of the night. And you know we've been doing that. That's what we did for a really long time. It's like I've been smoking since I was 18, 19. So and he's been it's really for that nice long actually. Since to... when he took his break. Smoke before a, a sauna too. Oh, well, you sound, you, yeah. If you guys are into health stuff, they've had a lot of good studies on uh, getting in a sauna. Um, I guess both ways. So the cryogenic stuff, mm-hmm. where you get in the cold chambers, yeah. and then the and then the um, saunas raising your temperature uh, like that. Uh, I really want to build a sauna here. So with your farm now, you guys. So we talked about strains, and as far as nutrients and soil, you guys are doing living soil, mm-hmm. or at least that's your. That's where you're headed, um, yeah. is getting that all in line. Um, and you amend, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We have the last last year and then this year, because last year was the first transition away from synthetics. Um, and so we amended. Then we amended again this year as we restructured our beds. Yeah, and I understand that Brittany really likes to use compost directly <laughs> from the source. The plants, <laughs> just from the store to the plant directly. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not close to Plant it in the compost. If it's yeah. still in the shape of turds, that's right. <laughs> so, yes. 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 The more the merrier. So, she that was likes, a lesson learned. She likes yeah. authentic organic. Yeah. She's like, I thought it was right. (laughs) It was brown. (laughs) Shout out to Noble Dairy. 
<laughs> you guys are into Terps, whether it's poo or whether yeah. it's wheat. Yeah, hey, it, 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 it has all facets of it. So. It was interesting. I have a video of it getting dumped off the truck and it's like steamy. Oh, God. Yeah. Time to plant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And it was, it was when we saw the squatters in our house and I'm like, smell this. Have you, Take I, that shit. I have to digress. Have you seen that video online where there's these people on this farm, this yeah, guy's farm, they, and he's yeah. pro, they're protesting? So he takes his tractor out there and he has his <laughs> yep. his poo dumper that it sprays liquid poo. Oh, yes. <gasps> yeah. So he went out there and he started doing circles around and yep. just spraying. Oh spraying just, that's that's horrible. <laughs> they were on his property. I guess man. that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, what gets sprayed on you on my property is not yeah. my right. fault. <laughs> it was a bunch of looked like Wooks just spreading like ants. Just <laughs> see, willabilly yeah. wooks. That's what we call around here. That yeah. is, that's our, yeah. that's our. Oh yeah. Ours. But it has been cool because this is our third year using the soil. Okay. Um, and we had um like fabric raised beds. So this year we um ripped all that out and we had a bunch of wood chips from the from the trees. Uh -huh. Um, and we tilt, you know, brought all that into the soil, um, and then amended it and then added some cow poop and um. That's our beds now, and I was just digging in the in the soil the other day, and I literally just dug this. We have hay across the top, or straw across the top, and I dug through that first layer of soil, and there was like five earthworms that I yeah. got a shot of. Like so our, I love our, seeing our, that. Yeah, oh, like guys. our outdoor, like our outdoors, like those beds are on point, man. The the pH is perfect. Everything about them is perfect. Like they are going to do really well. But the first year, like indoor, when we were like, man, we need to get out of these raised. All those all those hundred gallon pots mm -hmm. is what we had in yeah. there, so we got rid of all that stuff, and you know then tried to do in ground beds, and that that was a big learning curve. So that is getting to the point where we're going to get that dialed in a lot better. But do you want out, a greenhouse? Yeah, but yeah. outdoor like those beds are, man, they're going to be. Thirty year soil is supposed to be supposed yeah. to be the best. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I we we feel really good about our outdoor beds or indoor beds. Like Mike said, we were, we had 100 gallon fabric pots in there, and so this is our first year doing um, living soil in there. So it's it's going. It's going to be a learning curve, but if you if if you keep to those basic practices and keep it simple, tea. and then test your soil, which we yeah. didn't do right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, staying on those practices. I mean, I mean, I think living soil will work indoor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's indoor just, light deprivation, not so much indoor indoor, but right. like light greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, you guys, uh, do you, when you, as far as like your fields, do you guys do like a chop and drop and till this stuff in or do you, we will next year, yeah. um, this year, you know, just getting this property, we were kind of, um, you know, it left up to what the previous owners had, but is what we did do is this grass grew very, very quickly, mm -hmm. you know, while the rains were still yeah. here. So we brought a neighbor's cattle in. We had like 30 head of cattle running You're in here. about that. And yeah. that's Works we quick, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> man, dude, talk like about the- A day and a half. And talk <laughs> about the cycling nutrients, right? And re putting those, you know, cow shit, mm -hmm. right? Putting like it right back shit. in. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but that's the fact, you know, like this soil we had tested prior to having those cattle in here, it was very nutrient deficient. So just bringing those cattle in here and grazing, using the grazing uh, aspect of, uh, re, you know, adding nutrients to the soil. I mean, it's night and day from not grazing your fields or, I mean, if you're planting cover crops and stuff and then dropping it and then tilling it in, great, you're, you're getting it in there. But other than that, like... Um, having cattle, 
it works well. Mm-hmm. It works really well. It does. So, yeah. I was uh, watching a program with about Joe Rogan was on there and they were talking about how like wild animals, they'll purposely farmers will bring in like wild goats if they have them and stuff just to come through their property uh, and, and eat the grass and stuff because it's just like a cycle. Like they're just mm-hmm. dropping this yeah. amazing yep. doo-doo along the way yeah. and it's way better to sacrifice yeah. the grass and get that doo-doo in there and then let yeah. it grow. And this grass around here, man, it just grows. Yeah. I hear alpaca poo. Alpaca poo is really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Farmers yeah our, our neighbor, <laughs> or one of our friends uses it and it's is what is really cool about it from what we're learning is that you don't have to compost it. You can use mm-hmm. it right away. Yeah. No, you don't have to very, eat it. You can just yeah, throw it in the yeah. compost See? brew. Very, yeah, very, very, I had a buddy that did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really did work good. I tell you what, as far as microbiology and that tea that's brewing like foam and like real living bacteria, I mean it that shit is on point right away. You like you it's throw alive. it in there, you, it's alive. You yeah. know, and that's what you want. You want to add the 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 microbiology to your soil. So that's what your intent on a on a tea is or a composty aerated compost tea. I mean Is that how you're introducing bacteria at this yep. point is yep. through tea? Yeah, and you can see compost. like we had that thousand gallon brewer there yeah. at the rec yes. farm and that's what we use. So we're brewing a tea right now, so we're gonna frickin' just start hammering these beds with bacteria and fungi and mainly fungi is like what we like to go after because um bacteria inoculate so or they uh, reproduce so fast that's not that hard to we like to make sure that our fungi numbers are really high and then we add whatever sugars in very at the end right mm-hmm. before we're ready to feed so you know those ratios are a little bit more even um but yeah we're going to start hitting these beds and uh breaking down a lot of that uh Compost for the season. Close to compost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the yeah. season, we'll we'll do um, foliar and and root drench compost teas probably once a week. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, keeping our soil really, biology. Intact. Yeah, we believe in it. And that I'm telling you what, when you understand the relationship between fungi and nutrient sequestering and their relationship to feeding the plant and understanding, seeing the difference in terpene outputs uh, between synthetics. In organics, we had a and tripling of our terps. Not wow. only that, like if you look at our testing across the board, we tested thirteen strains, an average four and a half percent terpenes out of thirteen different strains. Like our lowest one was like three point five, which is I mean, our just highest get, number when we were synthetic. Which is yeah, our crazy. highest number when under synthetics was three point five. Our lowest number this year was three point five across the thirteen that we. Like mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. could tell they had some really good nose on them, and we were just like, a, "This is where the thirteen that we want to test," and uh, across the board, that's where we were at. So that's awesome. Yeah, that and it awesome. all comes down to it all comes down to fungi. Mm-hmm. Man, I believe. Well, it. and like we like we just talked talked earlier, the plant knows what it needs. There's like ninety nine different. Um, micronutrients that the plant uptakes. One that was really shocking to that me. That we know of. That we know right? of. The one that was really shocking to me was molybdenum mm-hmm. because I used to work in a molybdenum mine. That's a he- that's a heavy metal that's added to steel. Right. Like, the plant's using that one. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, shout out to Dirt MD uh, in their products because they have molybd- molybdenum. I can't even ever say that. <laughs> they have that, that in stuff. there and we utilize that. We use Dirt MD, Mammoth Microbes, and... Um, Pacific North the, the Mammoth Pea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude. I like the Mammoth yeah. Pea. They're, like, when you understand what their what their um, product is, like, I went into their lab in Colorado, like, I went and met them personally, and, like, to understand, like, the actual... So you met Colin? 
I, Colin was out of town. Uh, Colin's but I met, a cool guy. Yeah, I met like their whole staff, like, and they to understand how they got to that end product and the the money put into that, um, put through the you know the I think is a University School of Boulder, Mines. School of Mines or Boulder. One of the one of those colleges there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they re- there's really a lot of funding behind mm-hmm. it and the understanding for these guys to take that education and then bring it out to their own. Like They're brilliant, awesome, great job. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, touche. So, um, yeah, I, so, I I we've used them religiously yeah. for five six years and and I our buds are considerably. I can get closer to indoor. Yep, presentation exactly. with mammoth and. And then to understand utilizing them during rooting and utilizing mm-hmm. them to mm-hmm. your seed yeah. like So yeah. our our seed mix out here is um, from um, Biomass One, mm-hmm. and they have inoculated biochar nice. with Mammoth P. Oh, nice. So that's what they're sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, those dudes were on point with it. So like, and then when you talk to like Josie, who's the rep for Mammoth P around here, like we you talk Josie. to her, mm-hmm. yeah, like she, she's like, she explained a lot of it to me as far as the rooting and how not only does it help with uh, rooting, it also helps with structuring the plant mm-hmm. and giving it a lot uh, stronger, um, the nodal spacing on it's closer, and it, which leads to better branching and all that stuff. It all yeah. has that relationship. So. Yeah, and I've noticed I can really crank out the bone meal when I'm using the Mammoth. I can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just force all that yeah. calcium in there, yeah, um, and phosphorus. But um, yeah, I enjoy. It. I do use a little uh, great white, right? So I'll use, I'll inoculate and transplant with the great white, is and that then great white mycorrhiza. Is that there's, yep. Yeah, yeah, and they make the orca, which is liquid. Mm-hmm. They make the great white, which is granular, which is for dry, you know, transplant. Mm-hmm. And then they make a powder, which you can use either way. You can use it like a granular or it's wettable. And I'll, I give those out to listeners because they're just little packs. And then they send me the big envelope pack things for the, the granular. And uh, <laughs> I like it. It works great. Much. But when you understand the relationship with mycorrhiza, what, what mycorrhiza fungi are the most important with I don't know how to say the word but it's like abscruel or something like that but anyways that that mycorrhiza is the most abundant and the most has the uh, the best relationship and has also um, evolved with plants and is the most important yeah. it's only one out of all those ones that are available the ones yeah. that you know that one is the most important so which most of them are like mycos and all that are made of yeah, well, and there's a misconception that like like a lot of people will hear all this information where they did that study and they shared about how trees, they did the study on trees and, and mycorrhizae and um, the fact that trees were connected through this fungal pathway and that they were able to communicate, uh, reallocate nutrients, all that right. stuff in these trees. And uh, the thing about that is cannabis, those are ectomycorrhizae. And cannabis does not use ecto, they use endomycorrhizae. So the thing about that is the endomycorrhizae is a root dweller, obviously, and it collects on the roots and grows with the roots, but it doesn't branch out from there. So like if you planted like your whole bed, you'll get ectomycorrhizae that will connect in between those, but is it really benefiting? I don't, we don't know because the endo doesn't do that. And as far as they can tell, the endomycorrhizae is the only stuff that's um, working with the plants it's so crazy too because like the one thing we noticed okay so and this might just be um 
coincidence, but having, so we layered all of our in between the rows last year was layered with wood chips everywhere, um, which they're not there now. We've tilled them into the beds and stuff, but under that layer, there was a, it not only was there a, a mycorrhiza, like, a, like a, it's I almost like a blanket, isn't it? Exactly, dude. Okay, like so, the the in, so the entire back crop mm -hmm. was, and it crowned awesome. out, dude. It yeah, crowned out, and cool. it came up to the surface right there. And you know, you know what? Uh, strain was over the top of it. Blueberry cookies. Wow, cool. which is such a trip. Because is it in relationship to that? Or is it not? Who knows? But Who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I do believe it is, but I believe it's how you're treating it because mycorrhizae lives off organics. So if you're like we, you pointed mm -hmm. out, if you're using a conventional line, you're, it's all going to die away. Right. It doesn't yep. use that. Uh, it uses dying organics to yep. feed itself, and so as long as you're um, using organics, that mycorrhizae should develop. Right. And you could. I mean, I've. I, I use mycorrhizae on our flowers. I, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was I was doing some some living soil. I, I do living soil with the flowers. I mean, it's the same dirt. We just amend it and stuff like that. And this year, I was really happy. I was nice. like digging through the dirt, just kind of tilling it up. And same thing, big blankets of uh, it was mycorrhizae. Pockets mycorrhizae. like yeah. this like, big so of mycorrhizae. Cool, yeah. You know you're doing something when you when you can yeah. find those. Well, I know there's some some definite interaction, but you do got to yeah. feed those guys because they're not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's right also like, and like there's debate on trichoderma if that's because trichoderma it, it it does work with the cannabis like they think Indo does, but trichoderma eat endomycorrhizae and vice versa. So it's like this food web. Mm -hmm. It's like right, having right. that balance yeah. and. I, so cool. It's not like you can just sit there and be like, That's all amazing. right, so we got yeah. 12 billion uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. mycorrhizae, yeah. we got 4 billion trichoderma, and we got uh, you know, yeah. 5 billion glomus. Intradices, I think, is what you were trying to say. Was that it? Intradices? I, I, I have to look it up, but I thought it started with an A. Okay, maybe it does, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. net net. Right. Like and that. just think about this, like, um, so being from North Dakota originally, like I've grown up around farmers. Been, you know, my family, uh, my stepfather and his, they own like 2,000 acres and they've been ranchers and they've been all this. And uh, to hear what they have to say about um, um, organics and the misunderstanding about why they can't produce as much and why it, it, the constant thing is, oh, we'll get all these invasive weeds and we'll get all this. Well, is, A, they have their person coming out that's providing the nutrients for them. Uh, for the year is also working f the soil the guy testing the soils the guy selling them the nutrients the guy selling them the nutrients is also working for unsaid unsavory farming. chemical farming right and it's telling them that it's not possible right so it, their soil is so dead whoops it's because yeah. it's dirt you know but, it's not soil but, but the real yeah. reason it's dead is because <laughs> it's the synthetics is a salt the salt is dehydrating it the and roots have like this freaking film layer of water around them that protect them from dying and being uh from drought and all that but those salts take that away which mm -hmm. kills the plant mm -hmm. and it kills everything around it so like if it's not living you, that's why it takes a while for them to regain or get this traction mm -hmm. back for these organics mm -hmm. to take oh, full yeah. effect you know yeah. and sure maybe yield or production wise people can say all the time they can say well we'll never be able to feed the world on it well okay well maybe the world wasn't meant to have that many people then and I, I, that's just honestly like if you should be able to produce food for yourself and 
that's just how life is. Yeah. And people get mad because I say it's, um, you know, uh, life of the fittest or however you want to say it. Like you have to be able to provide for yourself, you know, and that's just plain and simple. Like Mm -hmm. uh, overproduction has only been increased by synthetics and that type of farming, you know. Yeah, I don't think too many farmers we talk to use many, unless they don't admit, admit to it. But, yeah. Right. Uh, Anymore, I, they are on the opposite side. Yeah, I mean, I do know farms that use synthetics, but not um, right. Not your RLCC rec farms. No, yeah. or mainly like food, food production. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. It, well, here's a here's a kind of a, a shocking story. Like uh, one of the farms that we were talking, we were up there doing a big consult about like hemp farming and all that stuff, uh, that they were producing... Uh, lentils under a government program and um they were all you know they're using synthetics they're using this product called a desiccant okay the desiccant is what they kill the crop off with at the end of the year to dry it out with okay i'm gonna say it takes up moisture yeah Yeah. so and they're using this product and these spray it on to kill the plant yeah the lentils are are being shipped overseas to third world countries the government is paying them to produce under these conditions to produce this product so they can sell it. But these farmers are in this bind where like they're producing it because they need to make money. Right. But they're in this little thing where they know they'll sell it. They, and they're, they're given these guidelines like, Hey, these are what you're going to produce, how much you're going to produce. And they're selling it to these several countries well, knowing they, they spray the desiccant because they, it's too expensive and too um, time consuming to cut it down and dry, dry it or dry it in the yeah. field. So it's a drying agent and then, but it has a half-life. So they have to spray it and then they have to wait a certain amount of time before they can ship it because it's a poisonous chemical. And then knowingly crazy? shipping it to crazy. third world countries and then giving it to human beings to consume as it's like, a, you know. Like, I don't give a crap what you're giving them. If you're going to lie to them and put give them poison, like, you... It sounds like some Monsanto. <laughs> I find I, it... I, I don't like even saying the name, but that's the fact. That's the, that's the same tie-in. That's the, the people that are selling the chemicals. I find it hilarious when people do come into the dispensary and it's like, are you guys organic? And it's like, I really want to look at them and be like, you know what? Our food is more... Or our smoking... Stuff that you have in front of you is more organic than the food that you consume every day. And I'm like, because they don't have the rules and regulations, even though they claim that they do, it's more monitored and cannabis than it is with your food. And especially Oregon cannabis, too. Exactly. I'm like, and, and they're just like, well, I don't know about that. And like, they want to discuss it with you. I'm like, okay. Go down to California. No, it's going to be different. It's going to be less testing. They're going to have private testing, whatever. And they have proven that it is a lot more, you know, a lot more toxic stuff going on down there. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, they test for everything. All right. Well, thanks for having us out here. Uh, You guys got a beautiful farm and it's just, it's a beautiful property out here. We're looking forward to trying more of your product. So we look forward to it coming in. Maybe you guys might look into carrying yeah. some little oh, yeah. because I like to have some of that that uh, blueberry muffin cake. Cake. No, blueberry cookies. cookies. <laughs> I'm like, cake. No, that's wrong either. That's what it tastes like though. So nice. <laughs> it was really good. That's awesome. So um and so yeah, as far as the listeners, check out uh, check out those flavors when they hit the shelf. Um, those two are our favorite. We still haven't tried the others, so we don't know yet. But, I do uh, know that they're at Fireside, so I will do a shout-out to Fireside. Fireside, you can get them at Fireside. You can, you can find their strains at Fireside Dispensary. So, go say hi to Fireside Kush. Fireside. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. Plug, plug uh, away. 
<laughs> uh, we're also on the shelves at uh, Ground Up Farms and Farm to Table in Medford. Nice. Sorry. Okay. I actually, I have heard that at Ground Up Farms and they have some good, pro uh, some, you guys are on the shelves with some good product there too. Focus North, I know is there as well. And mm -hmm. there's only two shops at Focus North is that in Southern Oregon and that's our oh, shop nice. in Ground Up. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, they so, have some really nice looking stuff. I really liked. They showed me and let me smell the Focus North flower. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but all Fatso maybe. Fatso, yeah. <laughs> like that's their pretty legendary one right now. Is it the was, Fatso? It's with Legend OG and uh, GMO cookies. Oh, nice. oh nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, they're doing yeah. they're doing good stuff for sure. Well, and definitely look for the flight packs. Um, oh hell yeah! Those come out. Yeah, you can't miss that packaging and and check those out. I think it's a good. We will we will take pictures and put them on there. We have all three packs to show off. I told you that my two. I'm going to walk the dogs with those flight packs and, and play golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so keep bringing the terps. And uh, why don't you before we go? Why don't you? You guys are at Willabilly Farms on yeah. IG. Nope. Uh, Willabilly Farms. On Instagram and willowbilly.com on coming soon. Coming soon yep. for our webpage. But the nice. best place for now is um, just at Willowbilly Farms. Okay. okay. And are you on Facebook or yeah. Facebook also? Willowbilly Farms. Okay. Yep. Willowbilly yeah. Farms. Excellent. So check them out there. Follow them, um, and and watch for these releases coming out. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you guys. So uh, you know, good luck, and we'll check in with you again. Hopefully, you'll have us back out, and we can maybe Love do that. a follow up and see. These big hip plants and some, yeah, some badass mounds of fungi out there. Yeah, and then oh, a big, yeah. big bonfire at the end of the year. I just want to talk about it. Yeah. We can keep our hands yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got to see the the babies as little seedlings, and it'd be awesome to see them as a uh, big mama plant. So. Oh yeah, 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 and and good. just you guys are really good people. So thank, thank you, you for bringing the passion and the kindness to the to the Oregon scene. Um, you know, we welcome you with open arms. I hope everybody else has. Yeah, and the humble, can, the humble side of it. The, yeah, you guys yeah. are awesome. So, thank you. I thank really you. appreciate that. Yeah, Likewise. check them out. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And, uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you.